Hello and welcome to the 6th episode of Doors and Devices, a podcast dedicated to all things design. In the last episode, I have talked about my personal design story, what I've learned over the years as a designer and the ups and downs that I faced during the journey so far. So, what do you think about a design story for a company? I can at least think about an utopian scenario in which all design processes are followed perfectly and there is seamless collaboration between designers, managers and engineers. This sounds so heartwarming and beautiful, right? Well, that's what we aim to do with design ops or design operations. It's one of the hottest topic today in the industry and more companies are moving towards a dedicated design ops team. So, keeping pace with the industry, in this episode, we'll talk about what is design ops. When do you need it? How can you build design ops team at your company and where can you learn more about it? So without further ado, let's dive in. For the past two years or so, design ops has become one of the most talked about topic across design conferences, blogs and social media. Some of the well-known companies like Airbnb, Dropbox, Pinterest and Fitbit already have dedicated design ops teams and more companies are taking it seriously across the globe. We even have a dedicated conference for design ops now. So the very first question is, what is design ops? The term is a spin on DevOps, which stands for developer operations. DevOps has been around since 2009 and deals with various operations around development like coding, building, releasing, packaging, and monitoring. The intention of DevOps is to have a more efficient and faster development cycles. The concept of design ops started with a similar intention of making the entire design process more efficient and faster so that it's easier to collaborate and communicate with engineers with minimum friction and maximum output. That said, the definition of design ops has broadened over the past couple of years. It's not just about processes and tools, but also includes design program management, team coordination, recruitment, retention, and governance. If you ask me, I see design ops at both macro and micro levels. Speaking broadly and at a macro level, design ops is like a gateway between designers and the company at large. At a micro level, it's all about defining good working relationships between fellow designers, stakeholders, and engineers through processes and tools so as to deliver great experiences. Yeah, I understand it sounds quite a mouthful, but we do go that deep and wide with design ops. Okay, so moving beyond definitions, let's take a design story of a company, right from its early days till becoming a big corporation. We can then see where design ops fits into the big picture. So we begin with a startup having a design team of two, one lead and one product designer. The development and management team have also less than 10 members, so it's a small startup. There are little problems at this stage. Communication and collaboration is easier and processes can be followed with little to no friction. It's like a small happy family working together on building great products. Now, as the product excels, the team grows to have more than five designers with dedicated roles. Now we have product designers, content strategists, and a head of design. There can also be a design system in place to ensure consistency and clarity in design. At this stage, communication is perhaps still not a big problem, but things start getting a bit complicated in collaboration. As there will be dedicated designers for individual teams, 
it's necessary to have proper processes and tools to ensure consistency and cadence in design deliverables. For a design system, there has to be some sort of governance and advocacy so that individuals and teams stick to defined standards. Broadly speaking, the design org has to closely monitor three processes at this stage. One, the flow of work should be streamlined. Two, there has to be a good feedback mechanism between designers and the rest of the company. And three, there has to be continuous learning to ensure growth. This is the time to think in terms of relationships and not just components. So let's continue with the fairy tale of this company and assume that the design org grows to have more than 20 members with user researchers, design leads and managers. This is where communication and collaboration both become more complex. Now we have a product design team, a content team, a user research team, and all of them are tied to individual product and development teams, or let's say scrum teams. Different products have different life cycles and individuals can also have their own working styles. So how do you ensure that everybody is on the same page and design systems and processes are followed consistently across the board? I think this is the right time to have a dedicated design ops team so that designers can focus on design while leaving everything else to the operations team. The bigger role of this team is to effectively manage communication and collaboration, like defining cadence for meetings, design reviews and critique sessions so that designers are aligned with goals, design standards and processes. The team will also standardize the tooling and systems used to scope, resource, track and archive projects from high-level strategy to file nomenclature and defining the folder structure. Believe me guys, this is really important. As the team grows, design assets grow exponentially and without a proper file nomenclature and folder structure, everything becomes chaotic. So you just can't ignore that. So at a more holistic level, the design ops team has to identify areas of mutual benefit among designers and also agree on the definition of success for individuals and teams. So as the company grows, the design org can have more than 100 or 150 members and it will be quite a challenge to manage work across teams if there is no dedicated team to handle all the operations. And let's not forget hiring here, which itself is a daunting task, more so at a large scale. Largely speaking, a design ops team will not only help you in becoming more productive at work, but will also help you grow as a designer. As individuals grow in work, the design org becomes more efficient, thereby helping the company excel at delivering great experiences. To summarize this journey, I'll say that when your organization grows, ask the following questions before you establish a design ops team. 1. Is there trouble coordinating internally across processes, communication and file management? 2. Are your design teams facing issues related to visibility of work? 3. Are teams using different design processes and methods across the company? And finally, is the decision making fragmented? And do you have issues in defining clear and actionable goals? If your answer is a resounding yes to all of these questions, then it is high time to have a design ops team at your company. Let's assume that you do decide to have a design ops team at your company. So how do you go about it? First of all, you'll need somebody with solid program management experience to lead the team. It's a big plus if the person also has some design experience. 
as this role demands a lot of communication collaboration and coordination management experience takes precedence over design the design ops lead will be directly working with the design leadership to set goals and priorities along with articulating team mission vision and values this is like defining a north star for your design org now relationships are critical to this role the ops team lead should establish a first base of primary contact with design managers legal it and hr this will help in propagating such processes and tools more efficiently once these basics are covered it's time for the design ops team to work on some primary tasks the first thing is to develop a guide to identify strengths of every designer this sounds like a daunting task but it is important for establishing good collaboration within the teams design managers and leads can assist in this process the second biggest task is to define design system tooling and processes by identifying strengths of different designers you can establish who can help in designing and developing the design system design systems take a lot of time and effort and cannot be established without collaboration the ops team should identify and work with designers who will be working on the system for a couple of months in addition hygiene tasks like file management and naming protocols should also be well defined once the design system and processes are established the challenges of implementing them and ensuring that standards and practices are followed throughout the org now this is always an uphill task and i don't think there is any silver bullet to achieve it having said that the design ops team should plan regular design share outs and critique sessions along with defining cadence for one on one and team meetings to go a step further meetings should also be designed so as to get proper actionable output i understand all of this sounds like a lot of work but any good design ops team has to work like cogs in a well oiled machine some other functions for a design ops team involve setting recruiting standards planning new hire onboarding and setting a curriculum for the ongoing education and development of the teams the team should also ensure that there is infrastructure to run workshop design sprints and project kickoffs i'll accept that all of this is easier said than done design ops is an evolving process and different organizations and teams will require different solutions there's no one solution fits all scenario you might also say that companies have been doing all of this since long and that design ops is just a fancy name for design practice well i agree partially to that yes a lot of what companies have been doing since years falls under design ops but i think design ops is a more concentrated and focused approach in building a strong synergy between design management and engineering the practice itself is very new and we might see many interesting tools and processes coming our way in the next few years so we have covered quite a few things in design ops i have intentionally not touched upon research ops as it requires an episode by itself probably i'll take it sometime in near future so the last thing is where do you learn more about design ops to begin with you can watch design ops summit video on youtube rosenfeld media conducted the first summit last year and it had some really great speakers from across the globe they are doing it again this year from november 7th to 9th in new york if you are unable to attend wait for the session videos to be uploaded on youtube there's also a very good book on this topic called as org design for design orgs 
It goes in depth about design of structures and how you can establish one at your company. Finally, try interacting with more designers to understand how they work and what are their opinions on design ops. On that note, I would like to end this episode of Doors and Devices. Do subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite apps. And please continue sending your feedback to me. I would love to know how I can make this podcast more enjoyable and helpful for everyone. I'll soon be back with the next episode. Till then, have fun designing.